Good evening, godless sodomites. Uh, all right. Welcome to the excommunication station. I am your host, Chaz. I'm joined by Chrissy and Donovan. How are you guys? Great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, Very grateful. Hashtag blessed. As, I, as, blessed. as they say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <a> nice <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome. Uh, I don't know. We I feel like we've getting new listeners each week. So uh, I guess yeah. we say uh, we're three people that grew up in the evangelical church. So. Um, this is a lot of this is all from memory and you know just uh, experiences. So um, and a lot of research on your behalf. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and you guys help out too, which I appreciate. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, we're your hip new youth pastors. And what will people think when they hear that I'm a jizz a freak? What will people oh. do when they find that it's true? I don't really care if they label me a Riz a freak. There ain't no disguise in the woo. Oh, dude, that was dope. I thought you said Jism freak the first time. No, Jizza. <laughs> and Chris, Chrissy, we tried to do this last episode that we tried to record, and she has no idea who the Wu Tang is. So no, I absolutely name, except for the name. Why? You you why, said who is Jizza? Who is Jizza? You, yeah, but why are you blowing up my shit? I'm not gonna put that in. <laughs> I was just trying to explain what it was like care. last time trying to sing this to you. That was hilarious. like I have no idea what's fucking going on right now. I thought he was talking about Rizzo from Greece, and I got real confused. Our Rizzo the Rat from the Muppets. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. Why are you bringing me into this? <laughs> Thank you for making me a part of this. <laughs> I'm just here for the food. We have a next installment of our Where is Josh Harris now? Why is Josh Harris still out, out in public? He's a liar and menace, not to mention a cut Guys, this is from December 15th, so about a month ago. Um, Josh Harris posted on Twitter, which uh, <clears throat> had no likes and uh, only one response from someone. Uh, uh, pussy. Since, yeah. Uh, he has that a hurts. check mark, too. He has a check mark, too. Um, oh, he, well, everyone does that. a month. <laughs> I think he had one before Elon took over. But anyway, he posted any recommendations for a marketing agency in the Web3 space? Want help with a DAO slash NFT project? And uh, this uh, guy responded, this guy Jason responded, from Christian to shitcoiner. And Josh Harris responded with, you haven't really lived till you've been rugged by religion. And then my favorite mm -hmm. response of this interaction was, yeah, tell us about it. Are you intending to monetize it at a later time? So. <laughs> so he he played victim yeah 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 a little oh, bit and then and then the guy just came bitch. back at him again so that's what josh harris is doing today so isn't it fantastic that he's i mean 
when does Pat Robertson come out with his NFT? Because all the grifters are going in. I mean, look at Trump. What does NFT even be? Right, but what if, what would Pat's even be? Like, what would his images even be? I don't even those know. Those giant fucking ankles he has from doing all the power <laughs> lifts. Yeah. Oh, this one's my left calf and that one's my right. You put them together, it's a super NFT. You get a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> he can contort his muscles into like a face of Jesus. It's just a, it's a bunch of pictures of veins. And when you put them all together, <laughs> it's just his ripped ass legs. Oh, it's like a fucking Voltron. Yeah. Oh my you gotta god! You got to you got to buy like the whole twelve pack to get all the whole picture together. So. The mental image. <laughs> Why did I eat a Caesar salad before this? Ugh, gross! I am unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we need to do the most important thing, and that is to pray. So hold the hand of the person next to you and bow your head. And if you're driving, let Jesus take the wheel. We got to get sensitive in the spirit. That's. See, when I just saw that on Facebook, when I, when I was reading different things um, from them that I saw on Facebook, it just it just hit me like, whoa. And, and the Holy Spirit just started speaking, and I was furiously typing things that didn't come from me. And I looked back, and I was like, wow, that was all the Spirit, because that just, it just flowed right out of me. It was like a, I don't know, God saw that I was willing, and he just... Use my fingers and typed messages to them. On you can look it up. You can see my name, David Barr, um, if you can find them um, on DC Talks Facebook page. If they haven't deleted them by now, because apparently uh, they're not interested in truth anymore, or or they're interested in distorting the truth. I'm not sure, but my heart's breaking here because look, if you think I'm saying this like out of some I don't know alarmism or legalism. Consider the fact that this is a band that had a tremendous impact. I listened to uh, DC Talk Jesus Freak the whole. Th I had it on cassette, okay, cassette. So we're going way back. Had a huge impact on me, and I loved that this Christian music was cool. That you know that that it, they were making music that I could identify with, and like surely this would reach different you know people because it's like this kind of cool music. That one you posted in the uh, on the Jerry Falwell and Larry Flint one. That oh my so god! Bad. And then the blend in, yes, with the fantastic. song, fantastic, so good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. I was just like, what did I do? And then I forgot I put like the old time gospel hour, and then and put the Dead Kennedys like right next to it. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Y M O U S E. All right, uh, it's 1995, and I was 14, and I was actively hiding music from everyone I knew. Kurt Cobain had already been murdered, and my musical <laughs> hero was dead. I had uh, Green Day's Dookie hidden in my room. I'm wearing that Grunge shirt right now. What's that? I said I'm wearing that shirt right now. Oh, very cool. Synchronicities. Uh, <laughs> grunge had fully come and gone in the secular world, and I was into it as much as a fundamentalist kid could be in the 90s. I plugged my radio in every night, tuned tuned into the local college or rock station. 
uh, and then hit record on the blank tape. Uh, good old days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we went to the mall, I would sneak off to a record store, uh, which is called The Wall, which is now FYE. Um, I would either bring up a CD or a cassette to the counter of a band that I like or tell a worker about a band that I just heard. And if they knew anyone like that, in those days, they would open up a CD and put it in the CD player so you could listen to it in a booth. And me being only 13 or 14 and having no money usually left empty-handed, but with a few names in mind. Hell yeah, your mind is now loaded. <laughs> um, another avenue I had was the public library. They had small collection oh, yeah. of music that could be borrowed, uh, re- recorded on tape at home, and brought back before anyone knew what could happen. Uh, did you feel like you were cheating the system every time you did that, like chuckling to yourself? Like, you fucking oh, morons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I didn't put it in here, but uh, just cheating the system just popped in my house, like the Columbia House thing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some, I swear I still owe them money. Oh, I think uh, we all do. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> one day they're going to come to collect. Wow. <laughs> we're all going to be fucked. Uh, Come back with a warrant. Like like the ghost of Marley from A Christmas Carol. Yeah, they're just buying their time, everyone. Um, Building those chains. Yeah. Yeah, just Uh, uh, collecting interest. uh, Like my student Uh, loans. Good luck collecting those. But I got Uh, that Smashing Pumpkin CD for a penny. (laughs) Now it's $20,000. Oh my god. Uh... The library rarely had anything too insane, just usually what was big a few months before. I remember I borrowed Live, Throwing Copper, Crash Chest Dummies, God Shuffled His Feet, Beck Mellow Gold, all the Nirvana and Soundgarden that they had, and a few others. Um, I remember my mom found my sister listening to My Black Hole Sun. Uh, it was the Soundgarden cassette I had, but the Black Hole Sun song, and uh, my mom lo- lost her shit and lit her up. Um, uh, I'm not, uh, listing all this to be cool, too cool for school or anything, but the show, I am being hundred percent honest when, uh, where I was, when Jesus freak came out, <coughs> I remember sitting in my school's sanctuary during youth group. It was a Friday night. I was in the back with one of those, un- in one of those uncomfortable old wooden pews. When a girl came running into the sanctuary, yelling that she had the new DC talk single, Jesus freak. She had they, the new single. Oh, man. What a flashback. Yeah, you just put yeah. everyone in a time machine by saying that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you used to buy singles? <laughs> I had to go to the record store for a 45. Just for a CD. Uh, they, <laughs> they put it on the soundboard CD player and blasted it on the speakers, and everyone was freaking the fuck out. Well, that sounds like a dope way to listen to it the first time. Yeah, truly. Yeah. That fucking guitar in the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I asked Chrissy this, but Don- Donovan, when was the first time that you remember hearing Jesus Freak? And uh, you're you're uh, younger, so it, I it, you might have just just been there. <laughs> uh, I think it was probably like around 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. So I was probably like 10 or 11, and it was like my father was downloading like a bunch of shit on bear share and it was like a bunch of christian music <laughs> sure and he's was. like and he was just like he yeah, said sure it was <laughs> he said something Fuck like you dennis <laughs> <laughs> he said something like christian music is doesn't have to be just lame singing hymns all the time i'm gonna blow your mind or some shit like that <laughs> and he played this and i was just like 
you know, I was a kid, so I'm like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the fucking middle of it. Mama Lee Jelly. It's like, that's the, the dopest rhyme yeah, I've ever heard. For, for the longest time, I always thought it was Mama Made Jelly. And then oh. I realized it was Marmalade Jelly. And I was like, oh, okay. I like Mama Made Mama... Jelly a little bit better. I mean, I either too. way, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of start... a dumb lyric, so. <laughs> either way. And, yeah. unless, it's, unless it's written by Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Chrissy, you, Mrs. Brown. <laughs> remind me of when the first time you heard this song. Well, I, like I said before, I, it's really hard for me to remember because all of a sudden it was just everywhere. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure I heard it for the first time at, at one of the Jesus camps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not that kind of, like a uh, church retreat. When you say Jesus Camp Now, that, that movie. Yeah, uh, that movie. I, I did not say, experience that? that kind of. No. <laughs> Holy shit. Thank God. Oh, wait. No. No. Don't, don't yeah, do that doesn't. That, yeah, that doesn't do track. That. That's counterproductive. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I said. <laughs> I sat in the back while while the single played, sort of happy I wasn't listening to another shitty hip-hop album, but also laughing internally while something hit me like a hammer for the first time. And that was that was this was nothing more than a ca- than a grab for secular relevancy while still trying to be Christian. Wow, that sounds like it, secular thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it had been going on for years, but Jesus Freak actually really opened my eyes to it. Christian yeah. music had always been behind the times or non-existent to the, the secular popular fad at the moment. The single to me was DC Talk and their producers grabbing at everything popular the year or two before and mashing it onto a ball for the youth to devour because they hadn't heard anything like that before. Mm-hmm. So fucking true. Because like we've said many times, Christian culture is like two years behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were joking uh, about it being just always on the very cutting edge mm-hmm. <laughs> just on the razors yeah the razor's edge there maybe <laughs> razor's edge yeah like meatloaf yeah. that's a dope yeah. song guys oh my god let's not go into this again <laughs> i i do understand why christian kids went nut for nut i do understand why christian kids went nuts for it though if you weren't into edgier Christian music at the time or outright into secular music jesus freak was an absolute kick in the teeth it was a mm. permissible danger, and youth groups drank it up. Also, I think it's there's a an element of like, oh, want wanting to be like your peers, mm-hmm. your secular Absolutely. peers, yeah. and like, look, see, yeah. I have cool music too. <coughs> I'm not Absolutely. as big a nerd as you say I am. It's like uh, when your friends are really into skateboarding, and they get like Etnies and Adidas. And then uh, our, our audios, I mean, and then you get like NSs, which is nice shoes from Payless shoe stores. <laughs> yeah, Bobo. it's kind of the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've had plenty of Bobos in my life. Oh, yeah, I, man. I really miss Payless shoes. I'm sorry, mm. I loved their shit. Yeah, but uh, not their workers. But... They were kind of mean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they were working at a payless. Uh, yeah, you didn't go there for the hospitality. You went there for the cheap fucking shoes. I love how yeah. I love how often I say something. You guys can make me understand how wrong I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from pitchfork, uh, from a pitchfork, oh, 
from Pitchfork review of Jesus Freak, which came out, uh, I believe, a couple of years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Quote, God's people went bonkers. For untold numbers of mainline Protestants and evangelical teens, the song was inescapable. Forefront mailed promotional CD singles to 4,000 youth group pastors who oh, dutifully God. employed it as a sort of jock jam propelling kids from <laughs> Sunday night youth gatherings into the hostile territory of Monday homerooms, end quote. Wow. So, yeah, these I... singles came. These singles also came with coupons to buy the album when it came out that were sent out to the youth group pastors. And not, the Christians love a good savings. Oh, yeah. yeah. Coupons. That's... That, would make, that makes it more like palatable to the parents for sure. Oh, that band mm-hmm. that gave the coupon? Oh, yeah. yeah. See, they're uh, good boys. They want to, they're want they not in it for the money. <laughs> uh, before yeah, the weekend, Keep your quarter. Over... <laughs> <laughs> before the weekend was over, my sister had the single. She played it nonstop. My parents hated it because it was too loud and too like the world. I hated it for obvious reasons, but my sister couldn't understand why I hated it. It sounded like all the music I listened to. So... <laughs> Uh, free... <laughs> I always hated when that happened. Uh, free... <laughs> Somebody offered, like, my brother-in-law was like, here, you'll like Creed. you like punk. And I'm just like, what the fuck are we talking about? Um, anyway. Uh... <laughs> you, like, you like punk? Here's Creed. <laughs> hey, you like punk? You like Nickelback, right? What a, what a disgrace. <laughs> My sacrifice. <laughs> My own prison. I can't wait till we do a Creed episode. Um, oh, God. I, love, I can't wait. That's, Scott Staff is my favorite singer to like do impressions of, especially when oh, singing. God. That's He's the so best. Amazing. Yes. That, that fucking halftime episode at the at, at the Dallas uh, what was it, Thanksgiving game <laughs> with the, with with the, the fucking dudes people? flying around and everything. <laughs> One of the, the greatest displays of music i've ever seen in my life the um, best part about all of it though was when they it, they timed it perfectly so it was like can you take me higher and then they yeah. fucking flew up in the air <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh so on the nose so oh, perfect God, you made me snort um <laughs> meanwhile he's just drunk trying not to fall off the yeah. stage when demon falls. <laughs> god all right uh Free at last made DC Talk one of the biggest draws in the CCM world. The group was growing musically as well. Kevin and Tate both were immersing themselves in the world of rock and what was going on in the outside world. Kevin felt like he was trying to be his own person, but finding CCM the CCM world somewhat judgmental or something. Um, he was criticized for being seen with a beer and for wearing eyeliner. <laughs> Uh, at the be time. not of this world, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beers. And maybe, maybe he's born with it, and maybe it's Maybelline. We'll never know. Um, maybe it's Jesus. Uh, you ever think of that? Get off my back. <laughs> maybe it is Jesus. Yeah. I uh, think this is is was the term guy liner coined oh, by yes. this point. Yeah, yeah. It was no, for uh, sure. Yeah, I I went through a guy liner phase uh, in the early two thousands when I was really into metalcore. Dude. Um, there's a there's a guy at work that wears the guy liner still and like i give him so much credit i'm like 12 hours a day here you are a fucking champion <laughs> i know i don't even wear makeup anymore most of the time i'm 
embracing my bog witch nature. And mm. when I see people who are going to the effort, I'm like, God, good for you. Man, nah, see, bog, bog is beauty. So you do that shit. <laughs> uh, uh, Toby was in the studio experimenting with more distortion and rap styles and trying to find a more modern sound. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. Uh, good thing his cousin, to Tony Mac, called him on the phone from the gymnasium one day to tell him the new sounds he would love <laughs> and thus gave us a sound our kids were going to love and our parents were going to hate. Oh, I hate you so fucking much. <laughs> Yay, you're here for that joke. <laughs> you know that new sound, dude? Look at that. <laughs> well, listen to this. I can't hear anything but feedback and really loud mid-noises. <laughs> Did he say jelly? Um... <laughs> Marmalade, yeah! <laughs> Marmalade, no, Marmalade! Motherfucker loves Paddington. <laughs> uh, I want I want to break down the single before we continue into the album because the single took on a life of itself. Now Jesus Freak opens oh, Jesus Freak's opening riff is "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Just slowed down from the guitar to the drum kick in. Oh my god! Right? Oh my right? god! It is. I know. <laughs> Fucking blew my fucking mind. Okay. Uh, okay. The... Okay. Wow. No, that's the thing. <laughs> you said that like about... you were offended. Like you was okay. All right. Whatever you say. No, I'm 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 confirming it to my brain. I'm like calming myself. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> uh... That's the thing about doing this podcast with the both of yous is you're a lot more knowledgeable about music than me. And I thought I I, I thought I had knowledge. Apparently, nope. And sometimes you can just name singers like Scott Stapp. And I'm like, I'm Your a little nerve. jealous. I know that, uh, you know, people are dead like George Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the background of the music is an old white man speaking about the rights every American has. And the lyrics are about starting a new life in Christ. And then... Toby breaks down what see what he sees on the street. He sees a man he identifies with. The man is tattooed and fat, but on the outside of society, he was preaching the truth about Jesus. Hmm. Now we need to wait on that for a second because that story comes back around in the second part. Can um, I can I jump in really quick and just point yeah. out something? You mentioned that old white man speaking about the rights of an American. Yeah. I'm realizing they have a lot of fucking songs that start with those kind of quotes. Like, yeah. time is ticking away. It starts like, the mm -hmm. end is too close for time. And then the beginning of Stumble, it's like, oh, is it the main cause of atheism in America today is Christians? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think they mm -hmm. do that shit a lot. And they use, I believe they use Billy Graham on one of one of a, a song, too. Or they put him on the mm -hmm. beginning of a chorus or something. I forget. But anyway. And that one, the beginning of Heaven Bound, it's like, oh, we all going down, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the chorus is cheesy but the term Jesus Freak was an insult from the 70s uh, they tried to take the word and use it as a compliment or definition of who they are oh my this dad love that yeah, yeah. Uh, this is where I start seeing some dangerous territory into what uh, into where this is going mm -hmm. the term Jesus Freak is seen as an oppressive label to the evangelical church 
and DC Talk wanted to use it as a term of empowerment or recognition within that community. And what I'm about to say is not an equivalency argument that I'm trying to make, but they see this as gays using the F word or black people using the N word. Absolutely. I, yes, uh, I, nothing they will not appropriate. No mm -hmm. struggle they won't appropriate. Even ones yeah. that they perpetuated. Oh, mm -hmm. man. What? Yeah, that is such a good way to say that. Uh, I can hear rando evangelical listeners rolling their eyes in their head at that. It sounds <laughs> utterly ridiculous, but then all this all might make sense as we go into the second part of the song and then the music video. The second verse is where things get a lot shittier. Kamikaze, my death is a gain. Is that really Yuck. part of it? Yes. Yes. I don't remember. Oh, this is where it's going to fuck Kamikaze, with me because. Kamikaze, my death is a game. Oh, that's what he says? Yep. Ew. Yep. Dude, okay. See, this is this is whole thing is going to be that for me because this is one of those songs that you know all the words to, but it's just like a, a muscle memory thing. You don't really listen yeah. to the words. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to realize I've said all of this shit many times. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking eight-year-old me wandering around. Kamikaze, my death is a game. What the fuck is that kid saying? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so insensitive. The God. Yeah, yeah, I really yeah, hope yeah. we were never getting any kind of, you know, food at any specific restaurants with me singing this bullshit because that's really not cool. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of fuck, fuck that line. Um, I haven't done a deep dive into this mindset, theology, or timelines, but this might be one of the first examples of mass-produced martyrdom persecution complex that was pushed towards teens. Oh, I know that's wow. a big mouthful, but it's uh, it's something that was perked my ears up when I was going through all this. Um, Makes sense. Um, I, I know that we had heard the rhetoric in church and youth group, but before Columbine, and but before Columbine, um, which will mix with this, this was the first time I can remember being pushed this type of mindset. And uh, also, kamikaze is a different type of level than a martyr. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Martyrs weren't yeah. conscripted. Yeah. Yeah. God, this. Oh man, it all makes me so uncomfortable. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right hey we're the same right we died no 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 <laughs> yeah no, 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 well no. the ne the next part of that verse uh kevin sings out the the high and lofty they see me as weak because i won't live and die for the power they seek who are the high and lofty this is a sneaky way of saying that whomever you are scared of is coming to get you and they hate you because you love jesus uh, Tucker Carlson <laughs> it's wrote the enemy this. <laughs> it's the enemy from the movie Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> like I honestly, I'm like the high and lofty. Who the fuck are we talking about? Like, give me some definitions here. Like, are like just define your terms. Watch, watch Tucker weak. Carlson. It all makes sense. It would make all sense. Yeah, it would make sense just from that. Who but, are uh, the high and lofty? <sighs> but now we get back to Toby, back to this this part. Toby breaks in again and raps about another man <laughs> that society thought was crazy. Why? He was preaching the truth about Jesus, too, and it cost him his head. John the Baptist. They love him. They absolutely yeah. love him, yeah. We know what is coming for that street preacher. We know what is coming for Toby. We know what's coming for your youth pastor. Your parents and then you. We know mm -hmm. what came for John the Baptist. 
the yeah. liberal gay agenda and all the Antifas are going to chop off your head and piss on your grave. After you baptize the, the Lord. And didn't he eat, like, locusts and honey? What? He was tripping balls. Was he the one? <laughs> yeah, he's just laying in a field naked with a bunch of yeah. mushrooms falling yeah. out of his mouth. <laughs> I saw Jesus, you guys. I put his head under water. <laughs> I think I might have drowned him. <laughs> this, this is how Toby feels about himself in DC Talk. Uh, the dude who made millions in touring the world. He thinks of himself as John the Baptist or the fat tattooed guy standing on the street pre preaching about Jesus. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of like when Joe Rogan complains about white men not having a platform to speak anymore. <laughs> they are the most oppressed minority and the acts of societies coming down on their necks because they speak the name of Jesus. Never realizing that they are holding the axe and using it on the rest of society while crying, woe is me. <laughs> why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I don't know why I just got so triggered, but something you said made me think of that fucking rapture movie that we mm -hmm. watched a long time ago. Do you remember? Yeah, which yeah, the um Thief in the Night. The, yeah, I was gonna say twinkling of an I eye, forgot but about I think that. That's but like, same I, syllables. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, coming down on their necks because of the guillotine. That's mm -hmm. why. Yeah. Mm. That's coming for all of us, baby. Yeah. All the Christians. Oh, we're not that, Christians. Well, we're cool. I'm, well, not us. But I mean, I am. Cool. I mean, every time I get off this podcast, I pray to Jesus to forgive me for what I just said. I'm in good oh, graces again. Boy. So the whole time of recording this, you got your fucking fingers crossed, you asshole? Yep, this whole time. Mm, fucking piece I, of shit. I mean, I, I one like... one foot in, one foot out. I like... I, I respect that you're gaming the system. I respect the hustle. Um, it's probably what Pat Robertson does. Hey, if it works for him, it's going to work yeah. for me. Well, yeah. Send those millions in. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think there should be some. Sort I was scared of, of this. I just assumed it was my BPD telling fucking with my brain, but nope, <laughs> you're making it all a reality. Uh, I think there should be some sort of award for the worst lyrics of all time. Uh, I also would have to love to be in the studio when they came up with these lyrics and how dope they absolutely thought they were. Oh yeah. People say I'm strange. Does it make me a stranger that my best friend was born in a manger? I fucking made you. I loved that line when I was a kid. <laughs> I remember singing it and just feeling like, you know, that fervor. That religious mm -hmm. fervor. Mm -hmm. Now I'm embarrassed of it. Playing it for fucking people. And then when it yeah. gets that part, be like you get it. That means baby Jesus was my friend. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then that fucking sick ass guitar solo kicked in. That was perfect. Wait a minute. Are you going to tell me now that that was just fucking the intro to Lowrider slowed down? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> With the fog on the water or whatever it is. Fog on the <laughs> After Chrissy just praised us for our music knowledge, you dumb yeah. dumb. Well, I'm an idiot. 
Oh, God. I'm also very high right now. Um, it's okay. It's smoke on the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Smoke on the water. Fog on the water. It's, uh, it's, that's Foghorn uh, Lakehorn's version. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say. Uh, Somebody done burned down a stage. <laughs> Uh, the music video was something else, though, and everything was taken to 11. Did you have a chance to watch the music video in the last couple of days, Donovan? No, yeah, I watch it once a week. Did you <laughs> Did you really? Because Chrissy didn't no, watch no, it no, before no. we got into it. No, I did not watch it. Son of a bitch. Toby Mac in that blue shirt. Or, no, he looks like Robert <laughs> yeah, Pattinson. He does look like Toby Mac. Shirt. I thought I heard you wrong for a second. I was like, <laughs> oh, wait. I wanna... <laughs> now on to the video. Uh, Toby knew who he wanted for director. He wanted Simon Maxwell. Maxwell had just shot... He had just shot one of the biggest music videos of the year. And Toby wanted him for Jesus Freak. Uh, he had just done the Nine Inch Nails song, Hurt. No fucking sh- okay. That makes so much sense. Uh, this got some backlash from more fundamentalist people, but regardless, the video was an absolute smash. Oh, the- it is. It's a cool video. Cool is a word to yeah. use. Um, no, uh, it reminded me of uh, now that you mentioned that it was like, what's that one song that he has? Animal or whatever the fuck. Closer. Closer, closer, yes. That it reminded me a lot of that video, just less dirty. Well, so Jesus I'm, wants yeah. to fuck you like an animal. Well, yeah. I, when I say less dirty, I just mean like it's a cleaner looking set. It's still as mm. filthy. <laughs> <laughs> so the video, if, if listeners, if you haven't watched it, t- pause it for three minutes and go watch the music video. Can you uh, share it the screen for us and let us watch it? I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. everybody. Yeah, everybody. Uh, here we go. Let's roll oh, yeah. tape. <laughs> Uh, especially in today's light, it's incredibly inappropriate and ridiculous. Why? Uh, in the background, <laughs> while the band sings, slam dances, and does other weird shit, huh. our parkable... kisses touches their <laughs> oh, touches their yeah. face Butterfly a lot. Kisses. Um, Butterfly kisses. <laughs> uh, there's parts of old biblical movies portraying Jews in worship, hiding in bondage, footage of civil war fights or uh, c- civil rights fights. Not the uh, fun kind of bondage. Yeah, you yeah. Dirty that, bastards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and violence against black people. And to top it all off, Holocaust and Nazi footage. The band is also in jail and being photographed with mug shots. Apparently <laughs> for saying they love Jesus, which is now a crime punishable by giving them all the wealth and power they could, they could handle. Uh, <laughs> and in their mug shots, uh, the sign just says freak. That they're holding up, not their name. I think, yeah, yeah. I think it says Jesus Freak on it. Oh, I, I it thought when we, freak. yeah, I thought when yeah. we just watched it, it said Freak, but I'm, you know, either or. They might have had both because there's three yeah. fucking weirdos in the band. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I believe there's a copy of Der Sturmer in part of it. There's burnings of crosses. The word conform is put over a hammer and sickle and more stuff I going saw on. Um, so I'm not yeah. going to lie. I had to close my eyes to like, like actually listen to the words a couple of times. <laughs> I think it, I think it does have a lot to do with like, it was just white noise for such a long time of my childhood. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was always on. So I never paid attention to it. So hearing it, my brain's just like, here we go. Just tone it out again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know you what? I think you focus. wanted to, cl- I think you wanted to close your eyes so you could just really feel those lyrics about your best friend being born in a manger. That's true. And because I think you uh, were just pretending like you were in the music video and you were like mm-hmm. Kobe, like just smacking your chest and pretending you're playing an air guitar. Absolutely. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. You're badass, I was, Donovan. I, I was getting yeah. too excited by Kevin. <laughs> the hell to head Yeah, tilt. I had to keep closing my eyes. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's too excited. <laughs> was that the first new metal head tilt? Oh, my I, God. <laughs> it all started if it, there. <laughs> if it was, I'm done. I yeah. did see if I didn't mention it in here, but I found a funny article that was saying that uh, DC Talk Jesus Freak was ahead of its time and sent a pa- basically set a path for new metal, um, <laughs> and and like the, combining rap and rock. And I'm like, was that a Hard Times article? <laughs> it was not. I wish it was because it would have it would have been funny. It was actually it was like a Christian article, so it was kind of makes oh, sense. Makes, yeah, makes. Way but like more I was sense. just like I was like, dude, Raging Against the Machine came was like their first album was out the year before. Just to start with, we could go back further than that. But like, oh, good god, that's anyway. like being like worship music started ska because there's both they both have horns. <laughs> <laughs> what DC Talk and the director did was an amazing job portraying the feelings of just about every white evangelical Christian in this country. They're currently and have been the oppressed minority in this country. And only the ones who know what it's like to go through things like the Holocaust and the civil rights fight because the school district hired a new gay teacher or someone gave me a weird look or laughed because I made the whole table, including the waitress, join us in a public prayer at a very packed Olive Garden on Sunday afternoon. Just, man. I, hey, when's the last time you've been to an Olive Garden, Chaz? Because it sounds like it wouldn't be a good time for you. Uh, <laughs> we went one time after the pandemic. Like, not the pandemic's still going. What the fuck am I saying? Like, I think we <laughs> went like about seven months ago or so. Do you get triggered when you walk into one? Not really, but like when I see the wine list, I'm just like, huh. I remember the time that Bob yelled at the waitress about giving them a wine list because he said they're mm-hmm. Christians and they don't drink. Every, every, time, every time you go to an olive, an olive garden and the waitress walks up the table like, we don't want wine! But I will take a peach bellini. <laughs> I'm a Christian, god damn it! <laughs> we don't oh. want you here! <laughs> that hap- so, It did happen to me several, several times when I worked at Red Lobster. Yeah. I would get church oh. groups coming in and they'd want me to pray with them. And it was just... Ugh. I, I was too indoctrinated to say no, but it was yeah. a huge hassle because uh, Sunday uh, lunch at the Red Lobster is mm. very busy. And listen, people want their shrimp scampi, and they want it right now. <laughs> that oh. bottomless shrimp basket ain't going to fill itself, right? Exactly. <laughs> You can't. Uh, 
I can't imagine working at a fucking Chick-fil-A with Christians nowadays. That'd be really scary. (laughs) Anytime you disrespect them, they're like, we're on the same team. I'm going to pray bad about you tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Ma'am, here's your ranch. I'm sorry. (laughs) And that'll be my pleasure. I can only imagine (laughs) how shitty Christians treat people at Chick-fil-A because they have this entitlement of feeling that like Christians can like dump on Christians as much as they want to without mm. it being a problem. Like there's no you gotta forgive. Oh yeah. man, when we go we go there still sometimes. I'm not even gonna lie about it. And when we do and we go inside, it's always just like oh, it's gonna be a fun time. Because <laughs> you just feel the eyes. She's like, you had to wear all your last podcast merch today. Mm-hmm. Really, a Baphomet with a fucking hockey jersey. I'm like, look. It's just cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a cool kid, mom. Leave me alone. <laughs> right. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, so the video was gross. It was crass. It was offensive. And it hit that spot. That mm. sweet, sweet pee spot mm. that all evangelicals have. That sweet persecution spot. Mm. You like that? No. <laughs> Not even a little. I didn't know you were nope. going to say that. I couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> But no one likes you only because you love Jesus. Right there. Not not because you're a complete unsavory asshole. You're going to be thrown in jail for saying Merry Christmas. Is that big steeple going to ring for me? Bill Clinton, George Soros, and Karl Marx are all going to gang rape your children because you stood for the flag. Let let freedom ring from that Jesus loving ding dong. Hell yeah! (laughs) I'm really hard. (laughs) Pun intended. Uh, The worst. Yes, the absolute worst. I really need to read ahead if I'm gonna do these bits because I got real (laughs) uncomfortable. For the first time in history of the evangelical church, the youth had an anthem. And the mentality is punk as fuck. Commonwealth Magazine in their article, Jesus Freaks and Donald Trump. Oh, fuck you. Quote, this song dominated Christian radio stations in part because it actually was really catchy. You know that one Christian station at the time that was on the uh, all the way at the end of the FM band? It was like air. Ours was air something. Um. If lines like, my best friend was born in a major didn't make you cringe, it was a decent grunge rock song, but also voiced the evangelicals' anxieties and, in doing so, provided a solution to those, to those anxieties. Mm-hmm. The more secular mainstream culture supposedly became, the less cool it was to be an evangelical. How would the church retain its young believers? Enter DC Talk, who said... No, you're never going to be seen as cool for being a Christian. But this very marginal but this very marginalization will be your mark of pride. Mm-hmm. The band like, encouraged e- good. Like Ben Kissel says, boom, flip it. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nothing like making up your own persecution so you can so you, just so you can be a victim. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and the acknowledgement of, yeah, we know we're all nerdy, but that's cool. It's cool to be a nerd. 
Mm-hmm. Well, but but it is. It's cool to be a nerd. Uh, the band encouraged evangelicals to reject the category of cool altogether, and whatever's uh, coo- and what's cooler than not caring about how people see you to call hey, yourself uh, actually to call being y- cool <laughs> <laughs> to call yourself a Jesus freak would mean that you would beat your atheist classmates to the punch. <laughs> what will people think when you when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? The speaker answers his own question. I really don't care. Yeah, people do it. That was like the that was like the proto I'm a vegan. Oh you know my what I mean? god, yes. Mm. You just be sitting there and somebody walk in and they'd have like a cross shirt on, you wouldn't even say anything and they'd be like, "Yeah, what of it? What of it?" <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> are you offended by this cross? Are you offended? What am I too freaky for you? Am I too freaky? <laughs> it's it's like those Christians now who get so incensed about Starbucks mm. holiday cups. They're like, yeah. yeah, I gave my name as Merry Christmas at Starbucks so the barista had to say Merry Christmas. That'll <laughs> teach them. It's like, yeah, they they just want your seven dollars. Yeah, yeah, they they want to go home and yeah. not worry about you at the end of the night. Not yeah, have to they don't. Be on they don't home. care. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> the message of the song in the video also gave Christian kids something more tangible to hold on to when it mm-hmm. came to the mindset we are raised to have. That's that cooler if, than Michael W. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> that if we weren't fitting in or being rejected by the by the main crowds at school or the neighborhood or whatever, it's because and only because you are a Christian. Oh, yeah. Not because you're being a bigoted piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, on a personal level. Uh, this was used by my parents all the fucking time. My stepfather and mother uh, had never had more than one or two friends outside of church. My stepfather worked at a massive factory, but he, I only ever met one of his friends and they played golf together. Mm. He would talk about how no one liked him, how everyone would stop talking when he entered the room, and uh, how no one invited him out after work or out on the weekends. My mother only ever had friends from church. The mentality of they hate us because they ain't us. Mm -hmm. Um, In reality, both of my parents were judgmental assholes. Let me rephrase that. They were both vocal judgmental assholes. I would tell anyone who would come over to my house not to swear, not even once. I even told my wife that. Um, It would forever ruin my mother's or stepfather's perception of that person. What no- what counted as a swear to them? Uh, just about. Um... Was damn a swear? Oh yeah! Oh yeah. hell yeah! Yeah. Dang. Yeah, hell yeah! No hell. Uh, dang wasn't. Heck. Um, heck wasn't. Oh, uh, that's we that's riding the line, buddy. Yeah, that's riding. <laughs> but we we couldn't say oh my god. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, that no, uh, I wasn't allowed to say that one either. And this um, whole conversation is fucking triggering me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it had nothing to do with that. My father is a complete creep with no personality outside of talking about Jesus or golf. It had nothing to do with that of him openly hitting and yelling his stepchildren. Um, and my point to all it and his mindset for all this came from John fifteen eighteen through 19, where it says, If the world hates you, be aware that it hated me before it hated you. If you belong to the world, the world would love you as as its own. 
because you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Ugh. This is used as a huge excuse to not grow up as a person or fix anything within yourself. It is mm. used as an excuse to be a complete asshole. Yeah, it's also used to like, yeah, like when your children grow up and start getting better and they say, hey, you did this to me. They're like, nothing is wrong with me. You are now a sinner. Get out of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very convenient way not to ever have to do any work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very or lazy. your relationships. Yeah. That like makes you, it... Go like ahead. Your, your parent-to-child relationship is just seen as that and nothing else. Right. And can be nothing else or anything more. Um, it's set in stone already. So any type of moving from that barrier or boundary that that, that they've already set up um, is going to fuck everything up. So, yeah, because yeah. children are supposed to Damn. be a credit to their parents, mm-hmm. even in adulthood. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it also kind of puts it in a more perspective for like those fucking crazy Christians that be out in public losing their shit, and then they'll be like, "I'm a child of God," and blah blah blah. I can do like you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. as a point to why they can act that way and not need to change. That makes yeah, yeah. Never really thought yeah. about it that way. I'm not saying yeah. it makes it okay. <laughs> it's weird though, right? Weird to think it's about. It's so weird. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, push this whole mentality on children at a young age, and now the only personality is ba- that they have is based on whatever your church community says it is. And if your neighbor thinks it's weird that you shut off all your lights, leave a note on your door about how evil it is, how evil Halloween is, and flee your house on Halloween and announce to them that they're all celebrating Satan's holiday. Well, it's because they hate Jesus and thus hate you. Yep. Uh, your coworkers hate you because you've been baptized in the blood of Christ, not because you scolded a group of grown men for talking about drinking beer while watching football or because you make each lunch break a Christ-centered moment when you make everyone else watch you pray opening that dry-ass sandwich my mom made for you. He deserved the dry-ass sandwich. I maintain that. Yeah. Um, um, this is something he told me that he did. And yeah, I mean, not surprising yeah. that he didn't get invited out. Um, but also conversely, did he ever talk about inviting anyone else out? He invited people to church all the time, but like <laughs> he's bitching cause he's not getting invited like out after work, uh, or, on, but I said what I said, Chrissy. Okay. <laughs> nothing is better than asking your friends to go to the house of the lord and if they can't appreciate that then they're not friends if if you didn't play golf or want to go to church no time for you whatsoever unless they invited him out they wouldn't even invite him out even to play golf he loved playing golf and like like, they wouldn't invite him out but what i'm saying is if they did invite him out oh would he have gone or would Bible, he just probably. have been like, <laughs> yeah, or so would he just have been like, no, they, you come to church or it's nothing. So anytime they went out anywhere, so there was a few times they went to, to work, uh, like Christmas parties or stuff. So let's say the party started at seven, they would probably be home about eight, eight thirty, and they would just bitch and complain the whole time. Sorry, I use that term. They would just complain the whole time about how people were drinking and using 
language they shouldn't be and how people were dressed, how you know, they shouldn't, women were dressed, how they shouldn't be dressed and so on and so forth. So real, real fun people to hang out with. They do sound like an absolute blast. Yeah. Um, wow. My father always would uh, suggest to be the DJ at every one of those events so he could be the center of fucking attention and control the atmosphere. That's, uh, Sorry. That sounds no, like that, him. That, uh, yeah, that that's, sounds, sounds like Dennis. Sorry, guys. Yeah, Sorry. Fuck you. Sorry. Fuck you, Classic Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> just, just uh, yeah, my brain was like rolling and I was like, hey, remember that? And I just came out. Sorry. <laughs> no, because like in, I don't, my stepfather was always like this social person whenever he was around yeah. people in church oh and, yeah like he would always be upbeat and like always try to jump in everybody's conversation and, like he would like it was mm, very weird yeah. and then like you'd go home and see this incredibly dark person and yeah like, you're the whole time in your life you're trying to balance the two of like what the fuck is going on and try so. to explain to yourself why it's happening and shit and, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. you rationalize the behavior it's so weird yeah and yeah and you start to realize at one point that the uh, the performance they put on for everyone else is just that. It's just to keep up the facade so they don't ask too many fucking questions and shit. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But nobody likes them because of Jesus. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But so to bring that but he's back such around. a nice person. He's just a nice person. <laughs> uh, but, you know, at church, everyone is your friend. You're always invited to go to church functions or Bible studies in small groups. As long as you fall in line, and as long as you stay in line, you'll never be persecuted or hated like you are outside in the world. That yeah. doesn't sound like a cult. <laughs> well, and yeah. Oh, you'll be persecuted and hated. I think we've all been bullied in the church. If you fall out of line. Yeah. Just a Sometimes, little step. Yes. Like, so, I don't know. You can't be in line all the time. Well, you can. You, uh, Jesus was. You can fake it till you make it. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've heard it works. Yeah. You can bounce um, from church to church. That's another thing you could do. Um, <laughs> like those um, checks? <laughs> hey, 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 roll the <laughs> dice, baby. <laughs> uh, for some of us in public schools, uh, you're now a jaded teenager. You're probably already behind the eight ball socially. Uh, but mm. then get you get picked on. Not because you are a Christian, or, but because maybe you're either socially awkward or being forced to reject non-Christian friends or having mm. whack-ass takes like about the Crusades. Fuck you. Or, <laughs> and I'm sorry about this part, but uh, when you call a very kind-hearted gay kid a faggot as you see their heartbreak in front of your eyes because you use that language in church, so why not at school? And I'm sorry, Brian, even though I've told you that a bunch of times. So um, if he ever hears this. Yeah, that was a wake up moment in my life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, empathy. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Not just for pansies. Yeah. Um, mm. Also, kids are cruel in high school. And high school yeah. sucks. And yeah. again, empathy is in short supply. Uh, yeah. So. So many Christian kids are walking into adulthood uh, thinking that no one will fucking like them because they're Christian. And that leaves them in an unwinnable situation, which is why a lot of us are here either broken or looking for answers 
or they're now wondering why they're being banned on off of Twitter or Facebook and no one likes them um, anymore outside of their own echo chambers. Right. That's. I don't think yeah. they wonder. I think they are. They know why. Well, in their minds, they know why. Willful. I don't ignorance. think so. I really. Yeah, I think it might be that too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you guys remember um, any specific? Was there any time when you guys went to like public school or stuff like that where someone used a word or anything uh, that you didn't know against your advantage or something like as a form of bullying? Like you know what I mean? Intellectualize you. Basically. Like probably like, like call you a name that you didn't know the meaning of and you thought it was like a friendly nickname. Like cottonheaded ninny muggins? Like chode. <laughs> Cause that may or may not have happened to me when I was a freshman and I didn't know shit. <laughs> oh, I should have known poop ball wasn't a real sport. <laughs> How did you not know what a chode was? Because I didn't look, man. I was so, very fucking okay. The echo this, chamber thing. <laughs> this one time we were at a uh, at a church. What was it? Oh, it was a retreat. Fuck you, Tyler. I just want to say it, that. It, Fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> I we were at a retreat, and this kid kept picking on me, and like I had just re- like started getting into the jerky boys, but I didn't really know what a lot of the stuff meant. So I told this kid to stop, and he didn't stop. So then I called him a jerk off, but I had no idea what that was. And everybody went. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that reminds me of when I went on the I went on Outward Bound, which is like Appalachian oh, hiking and no. shit, uh, for like fucking kids with like mental like they were bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I went on one of those, and I just, the whole time, I was just quoting movies and screaming like Adam Sandler, and everyone thought it was the funniest thing, and I thought it was stupid, but they liked it, so I kept doing it. <laughs> I was like, shut up! Four nights in the fucking mountains. <laughs> uh, before uh... we move into the more dangerous bullshit this song did let's go into uh let's go through the eventual album that came out after the single um again the music landscape in the end of 1995 because despite the single coming out in august the album didn't come out until november 21st uh, the musical landscape was vastly different than what dc talk was trying to latch on to pock Pop Punk was on the rise green day was still on top as well as goo goo dolls rancid and no doubt um they were all charting before Jesus Freak even came out. Ska was just months away from taking over just about everything in the rock scene. Britpop was also huge in 95 with Oasis, Pulp, and Blur. Also, Alanis Morissette, Smashing Pumpkins, Everclear, Better Than Ezra, and Jim Blossoms all charted before Jesus Freak came out. Rage mm-hmm. Against the Machines' first album had already been huge, and they had already recorded Evil Empire before Jesus Freak had come out. Hip-hop and rap. Even with the huge hits of Skilo, Coolio, Old Dirty Bastard, and Big E, um, and more, had taken a back seat that year with smash hit, smash hits of R and B like TLC. Here we go. Oh yeah, Seal, Boys to Men, oh, yeah. Mariah Carey, oh, yeah. Montel oh, Jordan. Yeah. Fuck yes. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Now so, that the nostalgia so nest is kicked. Wait, are you implying that um, DC Talk? is derivative just a little bit behind the times 
Are you saying that DC Talk is like reggae game on a summer day? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Decent Christian Talk? Decent Christian Talk, yeah. Um, Flash derivative that, Christian 1979. Talk. 1979. Mm. There we go, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, now that the nostalgia nest has been fully kicked, uh, in mm-hmm. the background of Jesus Freak was all this decade-defining music, while Jesus def- Jesus Freak defined the decade for Christians. It mm-hmm. was a bastardized attempt to jump as many trains as they could, the album. Um, if Jesus Freak would have come out in 1997... We might have seen Kevin and Tate skanking in the pit instead of slam dancing. Oh my god. No. Think about that one. No, 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 no. Think if the Jesus Freak would have come out in 1997 or 98. They would have had trumpets. (laughs) They would have had trumpets. (laughs) They would have had trumpets. Oh my god. Can you imagine if it was like Jesus, all the songs on Jesus Freak were remade by Less Than Jake? <laughs> I'd listen up, to boy. it. Boy, yeah, let's skate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so let's go through this album. Track one, "So Help Me God," is a jingly rock song that is trying to steal from the emerging Britpop scene. Uh, Toby mm. puts puts away the rapping for more of a talking in this song. Uh, lyrically. Uh, the song so help help me God is to put faith in God in the gist of the song is it is the gist of the song uh the next part I don't really have a problem with that one it's just do you do you know that song at all so help me God yeah that probably first track. if I heard it, it yeah, if, I'm sure if I heard it I'd be like I'd know the lyrics but not off yeah. the top of my yeah. head it's not too controversial um just kind of weird for them out of out of left field more about the i guess i'd be kind of more weirded out by this one than jesus freak if i would have heard the first two i don't know Mm. uh but uh track two is colored people is probably Mm. the most uh second most problematic song on this um that's the one that featuring ice t right no color 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 (laughs) Uh, it also got its own video (laughs) which you guessed it is also very problematic um kevin takes over the vocal duties on this one uh lyrics uh lyrics to the verse are uh we're colored people and we live in a tainted place we're colored people and they call us the human race we've got a history so full of mistakes and we're all colored people who depends on holy grace i'm sending you i'm sending you a self selfie of my face right now (laughs) Very fine people on both sides of this whole racism thing, I guess. Please tell me which mistakes have black people made that is the equivalency of the slave trade, slavery, just in general, Jim Crow, the civil rights fight, redlining, sundowning, the KKK, the Aryan Nation, I could go on. Yeah, but, you know, we could all sit down and just start blaming stuff for people, Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> please, please tell me the mistakes the Jews made, like uh, the Holocaust or the unknown amounts of violence and organized against their people, communities, and their places of worship. And all the this music is... videos that have wrongfully used their plight just to get people to watch their videos. Yes. Oh. Uh, this is also a shameful attempt at sin flattening. It's oh, yeah. like comparing comparing the acts of the IRA to the centuries of rape, murder, and theft and colonization of Ireland by the British Empire. They're not the same. 
Toby takes a totally rad bridge where he says, ignorance has wronged some races hmm. and vengeance is the Lord's. Oh. If we aspire <laughs> to share this space, repentance is the cure. Oh, shit. <clears throat> so racism, racism at its base is a sin issue. The cure mm. to racism is prayer in Jesus. Reconciliation. Not, not unpacking what? any of the racist shit that you've nope. been taught. It's just pray about it and you're probably good to go. That would yep. mean that I am a problem and I can't <laughs> face that fact. <laughs> <laughs> Reconciliation, reparation, and recourses, uh, recourse are not man's to handle, but God's will is what we're supposed to follow. Uh, mm. There's no such thing as systematic racism because it's all a flesh issue. And as we know, some sins can be lifelong struggles and that's a-okay. Unless it's being gay. Yeah, you can't know. That's that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, you forgot to put right. that in there. Yeah, wow. Sorry, asterisk. Um, wow. I didn't think I had to say that, guys. But um, yeah, well, I you felt too. like I had to. <laughs> no, she's right. She's right. She's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, so when is this justice supposed to happen? The afterlife? Mm -hmm. Cool, I guess. Uh, this mm -hmm. is an excuse to not do anything but pray and say you're working on it. Uh, it brings no one to account or to blame. It brings no answers or solutions, and in the end, belittles the pain and suffering through centuries. You, you, oh man, you putting it that way, like the praying away sin and shit like that, and praying for doing something wrong, reminds me of like all the times with like uh, spankings and shit like that, where like, you know, the, my parents would go away and pray for a couple minutes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where they would be like, Oh, and now, like, looking back on it, that was more than likely their way of being like, well, I gotta go wash my hands now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Wait, I remember so you pray before crazy. they oh, after. hit you or after? After. 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 Yep. Yep. I remember yeah, that, every too. Time. <laughs> it's like, or they pray with you? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, it's always finally, a fun game of fucking... PTSD Minecraft with yeah. doing this shit. <laughs> Finally, a minesweeper, minesweeper that makes minesweeper. it funnier. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I I heard minesweeper in my brain, and I was thinking okay. of like, oh, we just hit a three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, on the song, uh, the lyrics quote: "Well, it's uh, just a day in the shoes of a colorblind man shall make it easy for you to see." That these diverse tones do more than cover our bones as part of our anatomy. So, the colorblind ideology, we have all heard this from our obviously racist family members, but uh -huh. we heard this also growing up a lot. Uh, yeah. uh, they will follow back on this, quote, I thought not seeing skin color was what everybody wanted. Mm -hmm. um, you may all... you may also think that, well, I'm not trying to see race or skin color at all either. Um, from Psychology Today, colorblind ideology is a form of racism. Yeah. So, and I felt some, I'm sure I felt some cringe at the word racism, but please hold on. Mm. Quote, racism? Strong words, yes. But let's look, let's look the issue straight in its particularly unseen eye. In a colorblind society, white people who are unlikely to experience disadvantages due to race can effectively ignore racism in American life, justify yeah. the current social order, and feel more comfortable with their relatively relatively privileged standing in society. 
Most people of color, however, who regularly encounter difficulties due to race, experience blind color ideology quite differently. Color blind. Oh, what did I say? Blind color. Oh, wow. Dyslexia kicking up on me. Um, Color blindness creates a society that denies their negative racial experiences, Mm -hmm. rejects their cultural heritage, and invalidates their unique perspective. Let's break let's break it down in terms colorblind equals people of color we don't see you as a person of color i like who i am and i don't want any aspect of that to be unseen or invisible the need for colorblindness implies that there is something shameful about the way god made me and the culture i was born into and that we shouldn't talk about it Thus, colorblindness has made, helped make race into a taboo topic that polite people cannot openly discuss. And if you can't talk about it, you can't understand it, much less fix the racial problems that plague our society. End quote. That America is so fucking weird. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, where yeah. else do they do this? To the ex- <laughs> I mean, to the extent, to the extent that we do. To the extent uh, that we do. Was it South know. Africa? Yeah, maybe. Ooh, yikes. Yeah. I uh, um. regret my earlier words. <laughs> <laughs> track well, four. Very... <laughs> Go uh, ahead, sorry. Tra- <laughs> no, track four is uh, the song What If I Stumble. Uh, a fucking favorite. <laughs> this yeah. starts off with a quote from the author Brennan Manning. And you brought this up earlier, Donovan. The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. An unbelieving world. Get down on your knees and acknowledge Jesus with your lips. He likes it when you say sky daddy. (laughs) And now this song sounds like uh, a very laid back acoustic power ballad type of song. Um, uh, You think it's going to attack hypocrisy within the church, like maybe a Steve Mm -hmm. Taylor song. But no, it's about forgiveness. And maybe I hurt Jesus if I'm a dickhead. Um, (laughs) God, I hate that song so much. I loved it back then, though, because, uh, (laughs) you know, you're constantly reminded about, uh, you know, being a light and, you know, uh, your soul being caught in a spiritual de- battle between God and the devil. So it really, uh, it really hits home when you're like, ah, oh, don't fuck up today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's also like, they're not thinking of it in the terms that we are of the reason that we don't want to believe in Christianity anymore. It's not because you say you're a Christian and then you watch pornography. That doesn't bother me. I don't care about that. That's your own struggle. I was like, I care about if you're going out and saying that trans kids have to be thrown in jail. Like, that shit pisses me off. Like, that's why I want to beat the fuck out of you. Like, it's not because, mm. you know, you you want to go pray over your meal at the middle, at the Olive Garden. Like, that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. It like would the, if you yeah. were the server and people wanted their bottomless I didn't breadstick mean, baskets. I didn't mean that's... by including the server. I just meant praying in general. So, but anyway man we are never gonna get sponsored by olive garden at this point <laughs> jesus uh, 
Track five is a god-awful cover of the classic show tune from Godspell, Day by Day. Um, but some of the lyrics were changed to make it sound more spiritual. Um, uh, the next song uh, is probably one of my favorite songs, but it's a ger- generic song that you'd hear while walking through a convenience store at 2 a.m., and that is Between You and Me. And, uh, oh, I love that song. Yeah. Pitchfork called it a gorgeous adult alternative in, a, in, a, in SEALs mode. I could definitely hear that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kiss by your rose on the grave. I don't have a lot to say about this lyrically other than it's based on the idea of Christian forgiveness. It's not a bad sentiment to communicate your frustration and issues with your friends to actually have a healthy relationship. Oh um, man! See, I'm I'm so glad that I listened to all this shit when I was super young, so I didn't really l- like look into the lyrics. I just listened to the course, and I guess what it was about. And that one, hmm. I just assumed was about a guy praying to God, and be like, "Hey, God, between me and you, you and me, I got yeah. something to say, God. Yeah, like I just yeah, gotta boy. get some things off my chest, God, because right Are now you I'm there, not feeling God? the best. Are you there, God? It's me, Toby. <laughs> oh God, there you go. <laughs> when am I gonna next, start my boy? period? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Toby Max appropriating menstruation. <laughs> Sometimes I get bloated, too. My cramps when I can't poop are crazy. Yo. <laughs> uh, the next song, Like It, Love It, Need It, is a generic yeah. fest a mix of Weezer and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That sounds like the, a mixture I don't want to hear. Yeah, that's, the, that's a not a great. That's yeah. like butterscotch and Tabasco. You got your uh, avo- anchovies in my avocado. <laughs> <laughs> I'd eat that before I'd listen to this fucking song. <laughs> uh, the lyrics made me sort of kind of kind of chuckle. Uh, money and all the things of the th- earth, earth won't buy you happiness. Spoken mm. from the people who have money and all the things of the, the earth available I to sh- them. So many of my problems would be solved just with if a I lot had, of money. Yeah. Um, like not even and- a ton of money. Just to, you know. Oh. I mean, I, I, I'd take a lot of money. Gonna, oh, yeah, I would too. That. But I'm not going to comment on that because that's just fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure living week to week when calling out of work means not paying a bill is where you can really find peace with Jesus. Uh, oh, it all reminds sure. It all reminds me of when pastors would tell you not to worry about how the flowers dress themselves. Um, it's a sin if you worry about it. Money won't make you happy, so just give it to us. Consider oh, the fucking lily of the field and yeah. the sparrow. I'm sure that won't result in a lot of people growing up with no fucking sense of urgency for their funds. What are you talking about? I'm great with money. Uh, well, not me. My <laughs> wife asked me to pay the bills, and like I could barely do it. And she even has put up like a like a whole list of like how to do it and like where to go, and like uh, like yeah. what time to do it. And I still couldn't fucking grasp it. I'm just like, eh. no. well, the in- evangelical yeah. church is creating a whole bunch of people whose only idea of financial planning is Dave Ramsey. Mm. You you know who he is, right? Yeah, yeah, I know who he is. And I mean, mm. that's all I've ever heard of in the church. Mm. 
You know, they they almost go to the lengths of making you believe that like if you pay the church, your bills will be sorted out by God. Like it'll just be a miracle. They'll just work out. It'll all be mm-hmm. good. And yeah, did the, people believe it? Well, the electric company totally what will forgive your bill if oh. you tell them that you gave that money to a, a church. I thought you were talking about the old show with Morgan Freeman. I'm like, how is that gonna help me with my bills? <laughs> You're like, yeah, so I had that 50 bucks I was going to give to you, but I had to give the tithe to the church. So mm-hmm. that went to the church. So you oh. can't turn my shit off. No, that's right. We get we have a Bible here, and that's in the clause. You are correct, sir. Have a good day. Jesus keeps the <laughs> lights on again. He said I am the light of the world. <laughs> uh, oh, well, good thing you're a light because yours aren't going to stay on. So stay yeah. warm. <laughs> enjoy that winter uh the next song up is uh in the light uh is it's generic some but somewhat enjoyable it's a charlie peacock cover he's a ccm hall of fame dude um don't trigger uh, me with the word peacock yeah um, there's so there's so many here they're everywhere and they scream they scream all the time they're the worst somebody posted the other day that that they thought maybe like this is probably what Ezekiel saw and it was just a white peacock. I saw like, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean it like, does sort of look like sense. an angel. Yeah. Yeah. A Especially if you're high as fuck. Like the one that was the villain in Kung Fu Panda two? Yes, exactly like that one. <laughs> oh God, that would be scary as shit. I would definitely think that was something otherworldly. Motherfucker mm-hmm. coming out throwing its fucking feathers and shit like ninja stars. Yeah. <sighs> All right, we're almost done with this. It's all right. Uh, uh, What have we become musically is is a mess. I guess I could compare it to a bad '90s U2 song. Uh, Lyrically, it sucks anyway. Yeah, lyrically, it's an interesting story about a uh, a white son trying to marry a black woman, and his father (sighs) is against it, uh, and that son needs to live his life and love his love. If only they Mm. could go a step further with that idea. Um, and you know, anyway. t- you know, Toby Mac totally wrote that about himself. Oh, probably. Um, and Tate's like, oh, we're going to write progressive shit now. <laughs> That's yes. cool, guys. The white guy wants to write stuff about inclusivity, and it's fine. I get it. No worries. Uh, the second verse is about a young girl killing herself because her parents hate her. Uh, uh... She, she could have found love in God, but her parents could have done, could have as well. He was watching The Little Mermaid when uh, he wrote it. uh, (laughs) uh, We are all selfish and all these things are sin issues again. Um, Was that their TLC-like song? Like the waterfall song? Lonely mother lane. But if they just would have prayed to Jesus, then she wouldn't have slid her own wrists. Oh my God, I cannot... Don't no. go chasing bills above. Oh, oh God. Uh, Two is the, the limit. Two is the fucking limit. Uh, the next episode. Two the next... songs. Oh, my God. The next song <laughs> is Mind's Eye. Another YouTube uh, B-side sound. Literally, it's a mix of Jesus gets us and I may not see you physically, but I see and feel you in nature and in my mind's eye. That sounds like witchcraft. Yeah. And finally, there's a hidden track. 
called The Last My Love. It's more of a Yay. spoken word song by Kevin Just Max. <laughs> um, it's probably one of my favorite songs on the album because it's probably the most artistic one. Um, but uh, to myself, back, back, and especially with the wide view of now, the album as a whole was a desperate <laughs> attempt of trying to make a relevant record rather than a sincere attempt to make art. They aren't the first group to do it, especially in the CCM world, and won't be the last. I would probably be less critical of this album if 80% of it was was uh, past its prime grunge ripoff. Uh, the album is all over the place with no direction, uh, which in itself is the 90s music world where gin- genres, genres, where genres <laughs> were so rigidly defined. Hello, Freud. Tired. <laughs> Uh, it all came off as ins- sincere, deliberate, and exact- exactly the opposite of art. But that didn't matter to the CCM world because that shit slapped to them. Yeah. It was about the most punk rock thing that they had ever come across. It purposely came packaged with its own attitude and fashion. Jesus Freak did what, and I hate to use this because it's been beaten to death, what Smells Like Teen Spirit did to the secular world, including myself. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw this smell of, <clears throat> Smells Like Teen Spirit video, it changed me. There's yeah. a dude in a bad brain shirt uh, going aggro, and I instantly said, I want to be like that. Um, I'm sure there are mm-hmm. listeners who felt the same way when Kevin did his weird hell- head tilt thing in Jesus Freak. Uh or when him and Tate slam dance, or when Toby kept stretching his neck or touching his face. I get it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The album absolutely upended the Christian industry the same way the grunge explosion up- upended the independent and punk world. Major labels smelt green in the water and attacked. After Nevermind broke, major labels basically relocated to Seattle and bought up or entered distribution deals with independent labels uh, they went searching for and started signing artists they thought had the next big thing if you go back and look through the discography of bands during the time even punk hardcore ska or whatever you're into you might see the first or second album of a major of the band that you like on a major label uh, like the first album like this band the suicide machines their first album was on a big label like weezer same thing um uh or maybe later on in their careers they have major label success like with bad religion or sublime uh and sometimes i can't wait to see where those guys go (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes labels went back and picked up a lot of the band's earlier work and slapped their names on it for future releases (laughs) Um, yeah Oh, that was fun shit when you figured that out. Our new album. Wait, what's this? (laughs) From Pitchfork again, quote, the industry couldn't ignore that kind of number. The numbers uh, uh, Jesus Freak put up. Uh, The year before Jesus Freak dropped, CCM and Gospel accounted for half a billion dollars in sales. The vast majority of these purchases, though, were rung up at Christian retailers, making them ineligible for Billboard's top 200 album chart and keeping them from DC Talk's dream audience. The Do you big think bo- it would have been how much more than a half a billion dollars they would have made if they would not have given the coupon? Oh, they were just talking about CCM and gospel music 
in in total like they're they not, okay but dc talk is not the only one giving a coupon at church for them. oh no well yeah. yeah now don't forget when you're walking out the door you can grab your little ticket for sizzler <laughs> you get about 50 cents off i miss um, sizzler uh, the big box retailers weren't stocking CCM, and the smaller Christian labels either lacked the personal uh, personnel or didn't see see the need to get their artists onto secular shelves. Do you but remember Mul- when, like a few years ago, there was that guy going to Walmart's and like swapping out the CDs? No, with, like with Christian artists or something like that. He was like taking all like the pop artists out and like he swapped them. wasn't paying for them. It was That's fucking really crazy. Right. I'll have to look that up. It's like some fat dude. They saw him on camera doing it. Like the news walked up to him doing it. He's like, "This shit's the devil's music." <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but multinational labels had both the staff and the vision. Majors and in massive indies started snapping up CCM labels like Sparrow, Reunion, Brentwood, Starsong. By the end of the nineties, acts as what was that Dis- disparate? Desperate. No. Disparate. Disparate as Jars of Clay, MXPX, and Sixpence None the Richer were not <sighs> hit singles and albums. Wait, for those were, art, those were Christian bands? Yeah. yeah. Sixpence yeah. None the Richer and MXPX? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Wow. For art, wow. art enthusiasts of Christian rock, it felt like overdue recognition, end quote. Next, you're going to tell me fucking Reliant K was a Christian band. I have bad news. Sit down. (laughs) Can I just tell you, Sixpence None the Richer triggers me so bad because we listen to that goddamn album every day in art class. Kiss Um, me. Yeah. And this was the same. This was the same. uh, Taught by the same English teacher who was constantly accusing me of staring at her butt while she wrote on the board. Mm. Um, she she put the song on and be like, now Chrissy, don't, don't look at my butt. And then she just starts swaying her hips. I remember like begging her, please, can we just not listen to this goddamn album anymore? And I ended up uh, mm-hmm. taking the detention because I went up mm-hmm. and broke the Kissed CD. Her. Oh, my God. I now, was Chrissy, done. Who's going to wear the shoes while I will wear that dress, Chrissy? <laughs> <laughs> it was CD so was done. $21.99. $21.99, right. But don't tell anybody I got it from a penny for Columbia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I really cannot stress this enough of how deliberate this all was. And I'm not just blaming DC Talk in this because Forefront, Christian publications and Christian media just as much to do with it as they did. But DC Talk was already stars and maybe the biggest stars of the Christian music world in the early 90s. Oh, they, yeah. could have, they could have put out an album of inspirational fart sounds and it would have sold. <laughs> I'd buy with that. Auto-tune, with auto-tune? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Freak was a wanton attempt to shoot up youth groups with, only, with the only H they needed. Jesus H. Christ. And it worked. Oh, my God. Probably more than they expected. Oh, my God. Like I said before, Uh... Forefront issued 4,000 promotional CDs, not to reviewers or record labels or radio stations, but to youth pastors. Yeah, that stuck out to me when you said it. That's so funny. That's so, like, yeah, it's so fucking just sketchy and so, like, 
Yeah, it's just sketchy. It's so it's like how U2 put those fucking songs on everybody's iPhones and was like, album oh. sales. <laughs> I'm still mad about that. I think about Truly. that randomly all the time. I'm like, wasn't that fucked up? I don't even yeah. have an iPhone and it pissed me off. <laughs> and I listened to that album, I think, twice because I was on my phone. I'm just like, oh, I'll listen to it. And I was like, ugh, God. What a waste uh, of my storage space and time. Exactly. <laughs> um Jesus Freak the Song was the star and will always be the star of that album because without it, the album collapses in on itself with a giant meh sound to show for it. Between I don't know, you man, and what me. What if I stumble's great? And yeah, <laughs> what about the absolute banger colored people? Uh, Featuring Ice T. <laughs> I love when I did that song. It was right between seasons of FVU. <laughs> uh, between you and me was their was their best and most secularly popular song but it's not enough to prop up the album the song was released almost five months before the album the song jesus freak uh it's not uncommon for singles to be released ahead of albums generally the lead singles dropped a month maybe two just looking at a around about 50 that i looked at uh one or two was at three months August 1st to November 21st is the, the gap of time between Jesus Freak and the album being dropped. The wow. delay, I personally believe, was to, of course, build up the overwhelming amount of youth group ejaculate yeah. uh, that, was going to, that was going to flood the market. Yuck. Uh, the youth group played after the, the youth group. The group played after the festival circuit shows from October to November 17th with Grits and Christafari, Hoy Polloi, and Hocus Pick. The Grits, whole time, man. yeah, the whole time playing the new single. Then on the tour, then they went on their, their press tour for the album just as it dropped, which again isn't weird. But what I found fucking weird was again on uh, April 11th, 1996, at their second concert of the year, they played Atlanta, Georgia to a sold-out Georgia Dome with Michael W. Smith, the Newsboys, this Petra, and more. This motherfucker is always there. <laughs> the Who's concert... popular this month? Get him on the tour. <laughs> the concert yeah. was broadcast live on TBN and later replayed on Valentine's Day, 1996. Oh, the wow. true, the true love waits rally is where DC Talk would get <sighs> off over eighteen thousand young people and leaders, and where those young people and leaders would raise or tie or tie to balloons and lifted up three hundred and fifty thousand pledges of friends and family to save themselves for marriage. Knowing Fuck you, sea turtles. <laughs> I'm a virgin. Knowing evangelicals, they use balloons and let the staff of the Georgia Dome clean that shit up. Yeah, it definitely didn't go in waterways or anything. Our rental says 11 p.m. It is now 11:01. Goodbye. Get the fuck out. Yeah. I found one. I found one article about it, and it it said that they lifted them to the sky, but I couldn't tell if that meant that they lifted them with balloons or if they lifted them up in the air. But, um, oh, like they held their hands up? Yeah, but I don't know. Ew. Um, 11 days later, the Freak Show tour started in Irving, California, with Audio Adrenaline opening for the entire tour. I, I think you mean Irvine. Irving. Over, wait, how do I say that? I, I think it's Irvine. Irving? I've never heard of Irving, California, but Irvine in Orange Irving. County has, no, Irvine. 
Irving. Irvine. Irving. <laughs> no. Uh, 11 days later, the freak show started in Irvine, California, with Audio Adrenaline opening for the, the entire tour. Over I'm sorry, 50... t- but 10% of our listeners are from L.A., and they're they going to know yeah. about Irvine. Yeah. Okay? Irving? I hope Who the a... fuck we, is this guy? We need to represent. I hope there's 2% of our listeners in Irving, California, which is like a northern suburb of L.A., and they're like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Unsubscribe. They, One they played at our park and, you know. It was a Denny's, and we all know shit pops off at a Denny's. <laughs> oh, uh, show. The Freak Show tour consisted over 50 stops, including the youth group trip I was forced to go on on March 22nd, 1996, uh, in Camden, New Jersey. Uh, so that was kind of stupid. Uh, I <laughs> forget. I, God, I was so angry when I had to go. Uh, really? Yeah, I did not want to go whatsoever. And they were like, well, you have to go because you're going to youth group tonight and they're going for this and we paid for a ticket. I'm like, fuck. Um, I would have been so stoked. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, audio, ad- audio Adrenaline's not a Christian band. Is yes, it? they are. Oh, my God, they are. Um, Come and go with me, go with me to, to my father's, my father's house. house. Come and oh. go with me to, to my, my father's house. house. It's a big, a big, big, big yard, yard where, where we can, can play, play football. football. <laughs> a big, big, a big, table big bed where, where we can dock our dicks. Um, I said two was the limit. A big, big closet where we can hide all the facts. <laughs> oh. Uh, eleven days. A big, oh, big crawl already. space where we can hide all the bodies. <laughs> a big, big cross <laughs> that we can burn on the front lawn. Um, <laughs> That's too I forgot, real. I forgot to say to say this before when I mentioned Audio Adrenaline, but for their video for the song AKA Public School, which what? is about being a missionary in your public school. Well, that probably D- motivated you. DC Talk makes a cameo walking into the gymnasium to blow the game-winning shot for the sh- for the sheep over the Red Devils into the oh, basket. Yeah. Wait, so they screwed it up? No, they won the game for the sheep. Oh, over the Red Devils. My my oh. brain was like they heard you say they blew the shot, and I was like, oh, so. No, yeah. they blew the sheep. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. They blew the Red Devils. <sighs> they blew the shot. Wait, hold on. They blew somebody's load. Toby oh, Mac, probably. Oh, man. Yeah, he's boy. The, and then he blows it, and he's like, Toby Mac and cheese. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> oh, but if that's your it cheese looks like cheese, guys. go oh, to the God. doctor. <laughs> oh, man. Comes the out, blue like, box. Like, ricotta. <laughs> ricotta. <laughs> no, my brain is thinking of that squeezy cheese. The what? Squeezy, so you, press, che- you know. You yeah. press down on the lid or the thing, and it comes out in like a star form. Yeah. Oh, I just, I literally ate like a can of that by myself today. That stuff is was... delicious, but if it your is. jizz comes out looking like that, go to the doctor. I just yeah, push you... down the head of my penis, and it comes out <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's what to say. You just push it at an angle, and then just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god damn it! I'm tired. Oh fuck. Well, just All between right. you and me, I got something to say. 
so yeah, so that's it, guys. How did you? How do you feel? A penis about, uh, has cheese when the head goes down. <laughs> hey, baby, I'm bringing the uh, Ritz crackers to bed tonight, so get ready. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, they call me hors d'oeuvre. Uh, all right, so that's it, guys. How do you guys feel about the song Jesus Freak and reliving that all over again? Well, Donovan, you're kind of young, but still. I like to believe that on that Valentine's Day song show, when they sang Jesus Freak, they made it way more sensual. Oh, no, in the like video, up there Toby. Just in the air. Yeah. Jesus Freaky is what they sang. Toby Jesus. Mac was probably fully just touching his face the entire time, just rubbing it. <laughs> Toby, Toby, and Kevin like put their dicks in like a cross form. That's then, the old Christian finger trap. And then <clears throat> Kevin comes out with the marmalade jelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Toby made jelly. Also, Dude, if was... your jizz looks like jelly, go to the doctor. <laughs> oh man, Paddington's mouth is watering right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, guys. How do you feel? We need to wrap this up. Uh, Check in on nah. you guys. Well, you know, I feel way more informed about things that I sang about when I was a kid. I feel gross. Like, I feel dirty. So hey. thanks for that. How, how about to finish it off, we just answer the question of what will people say when they label me a Jesus freak? I don't really you're care. Pe- you're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what you think of me <laughs> well hey also on top of it you're giving yourself the label you dumb fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> climb so down just... off your cross we need the wood oh yeah yeah, yeah uh, lumber's so expensive right now oh, <laughs> it's so that that and eggs fuck me yeah seriously <laughs> my two-year-old eats eggs like they're going out of style and I just paid eight dollars for twelve eggs. Yeah, I'm gonna hey, go steal a chicken from up the road. I I'm seriously <laughs> considering getting a chicken or two. Truly, that's Chick- I... chicken run as porn at this point. Oh, I don't want to be a pie. I don't like gravy. <laughs> Good God, I, I haven't that watched that movie in so long. Uh, part two is but... coming out on Netflix next year. Get ready. Nice. Uh, do you guys feel any way about this being a deliberate attempt on trying to brainwash the youth? Uh, yeah, I guess brainwashing. Because next week we're going to go into a lot guess... about the martyrdom and mm-hmm. um, about Colin, like a little bit about Columbine, but more about the books uh, the that came out, um, the Jesus Freak books and, and what they're all about. But uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like this is like, especially after reading about the coupon and then with the 4,000 CDs, it felt very deliberate uh, to. Oh, shit. I remembered something about that. And I meant to tell you earlier, I remember at youth group that they had like a Bible trivia contest to win a a DC Talk CD. And I wonder now if they were sent that. Oh. As a promotional, probably, probably. Dude, that's so fucking crazy. Probably. Oh my god, this is making me so uncomfortable realizing how much the fucking church was like a radio station for Jesus. Oh, <laughs> wait, whoa. Uh, my sister, my sister won a contest at youth group once, and she got a. She gave me what she won. It was a Carmen 
uh, Addicted to Jesus tape. Uh, oh my god, I had that tape, yeah. like legit cassette. My grandma yeah, gave it to me. That's what it was. So now I'm like, uh, man, were they sent that? <laughs> maybe. Oh my god. Oh my god. I want. I, can you imagine if you found the pastor's like stash in the back, like behind the pulpit? It's just like a bunch of fucking tapes and shit. It looks like the uh, the scene from Ninja Turtles where you find all the shit those teens stole. <laughs> yeah. Oh just a bunch like... of TVs and VCRs, eight track players. <laughs> How much more of my childhood was Truman showed? It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's all set up, buddy. Oh, it's man. Like, Jesus Christ, you you like you, you like made my entertainment. You were just like it didn't come out like naturally. It just was like part of the that's, I don't know. It was part jazz, of the plan. It's just that's called divine intervention, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh so next week we are going to go into uh we're gonna still talk about DC talk. We're gonna go into the uh the books that came out. Um, decent Christian, huh? Yep. Decent, decent Christian. Christian talk. Um so yeah, that's gonna be a little bit more triggering, a little bit more upsetting um than this episode, I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna literally every time I post it about it on social media, I'm just gonna call him decent Christian talk. I refuse to call him DC talk. <laughs> <laughs> You lost that privilege. People are going to know. People are going to find out. Uh, But yeah, uh, listen to us next week. Uh, Thank you again. Um, And uh, you can... Is everybody good? We finished now? Yeah. Anything else? No. Okay. All right. Uh, Follow or... Oh, I have my list. I'm a Jesus freak. I get Jesus freaky. I put it on and I get freaky with it. I'm Jesus freaky. Uh, <laughs> Ow. Uh, <laughs> uh, please, Chrissy, how many more songs can we get in today? That's, that's why I'm quiet, because just you both. You, you know. You, the both he is. We, well, you know, we're just. You can call us Judas Priest because we're breaking the law. Breaking the oh law. Oh, my God. Uh, thanks uh, for everybody listening. Uh, you can email us at xcompod at gmail.com. Please do. Uh, thank I'm you to the band. trying to think of another one really quick. Keep going. Thank you to the band Iron Sheik for letting us do their song. Those heads are our heads on our intro and outro music. Uh, mm-hmm. You can rate, subscribe, and review us on whatever <coughs> application you use. you listen to us on. Please do. Um, mm-hmm. Podcast static is a good one. Yeah, we're still even... sad about our two star review, so please help us out and um, thank you to all of our new listeners and all the people who have been me- messaging us because oh, yeah. that has been awesome. That's been getting yeah. more and more frequent. It's really cool. I've we've gotten oh my god, it's like I got some personal messages just in my own Facebook account. Oh really? Uh, before before I hopped on, yeah. Um, so that's that awesome. was pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was a. What do you say? He said, "I'm a, I'm a, gay, high school, a pu- gay high, gay public high school teacher in Oklahoma." Oh, oh my god! And they, she, they were like, "Can you guess what episodes I started with?" And they're just like, they started with the Abeka book ones. Oh man! Um, Heck yeah! And they like, said, "I they can't them. imagine." So. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll cut that part out. But um, yeah, uh, where am I here? 
Follow us on all social medias at uh, XCOMPOD on Instagram and all the other social medias uh, except for Facebook where the Excommunication Station podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can follow me on uh, Instagram at ChazXCure or 17 underscore seconds. You can listen to my other podcast, The Holy Hour, where Gavin, Antonio, and I talk all things cure-related. Donovan, do you have a hot take for us? Uh yeah. So I've realized that when I'm I'm not in the best mental health like state, I find something that I don't like, and then I really really start to hate it, and then it never changes. Like then I just hate that thing now. And the last thing that's happened is uh, I really fucking hate Rob Zombie, like a lot. He just okay. annoys the ever-loving fuck out of me. I don't think he's a good musician, and I think he's full of himself. <laughs> you don't like the Dragula? No. And the more I listen, like I did when I was younger, and the more I listen to it as I get older, I'm just like, this is not good shit. It's just like the same chords over and over, and he's just, Say I did the whole fucking thing, and I'm going to take, I like living dead dogs my wife's in my movie and i'm cool as shit yeah i'm not not cool with him (laughs) and then he's like really he really i like i get like animal rights and stuff but he's like really mean about it like really really mean about it he's like you like chicken don't you you filthy piece of shit you're like wait a minute (laughs) don't get between me and my chicky nugs so yeah that's my hot take for the week i mean do you guys have a take i agree with you yeah i do too yeah. All right, cool. I cool, cool, cool. I was only gonna be down with him when he was gonna direct the Philadelphia Flyers movie mm. about the Broad, Broad Street bullies that fell through that never happened. Uh, mm. I was super stoked about that. Um, yeah, but yeah, that didn't happen. And the, I only, I think I've only liked like really one of his movies. Uh, yeah, that was the other thing. Like I I dug. House of a Thousand Corpses because it was like the st- it was stylistic and shit, but then when the like Devil's Rejects came out, I was like, this is all right, but it also just feels like, oh man, how much fucked up shit can I get away with? There's not a real See, story here. I didn't like House of a Thousand Corpses that much. I like Devil's Rejects more. Okay, I get it because like it is, it's very gritty and striking and stuff. So those are the two movies I give him the most respect for because they're originals and stuff like that. But then when he did Halloween, and he just fucking and what was that one he did witches of salem that movie just felt so like it just felt like he was trying so fucking hard and he thought like he was so visual like it had some cool elements but it was just like Mm -hmm. oh look at how fucking cool i can make this and it's so creepy and it was just like you're trying for something that you're not reaching dude and you think you did (laughs) i don't like any of his movies and i I didn't like the monsters i don't not even mention I didn't even that. bother watching it. No, I uh, started it and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah ten minutes ha- in, I was done. Yeah, we went to Halloween Horror Nights a couple of years ago uh, at at a Universal, and they had a Rob Zombie special house or whatever, and mm. it was probably my least favorite one. So I went you to walk one... in and they just start cursing at you. <laughs> just the, he, I'm gonna he, fuck your grandma in front of you, boy. <laughs> It was just a bunch of women dressed up like his wife. In the Rob Zombie. Vi- yeah, and I'm just like, mm. and it's just loud music, and I'm like, uh. and, and they're so. just screaming at you. They're like, "Do you get that? I'm his wife. Tell me you understand. <laughs> it's in the contract." <laughs> uh, what is uh, that weird weirdness about like 
musicians and people having their own special haunted house at I don't know. theme parks. Like there was one I want I kinda wanted to go to it, but I didn't. Uh at Not Scary Farm, they had the weekend had his own haunted house. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> oh, that was Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, was it? I thought for yeah, some yeah, reason yeah. I thought it was not Scary Farm, but yeah, yeah, he did it with them, and it was like all with him and were like with the fucking bandaged heads and shit like that. It's so weird. I yeah. will say they we went to the. I uh, do like the weekend though. I do too. We went. They had a Ghostbusters house and a Stranger Things house, in yeah. us house last time we went, and all of them were absolutely amazing. Um, I bet. Well worth it. Uh, I don't like people jumping out at me. Oh, I don't, I don't like it. I love it. I get a. Uh, I get way too physical. I've only been to one horror house and like haunted house, and I had to put, like, our best friend was in front of us, and uh, I had to keep put my. I had to hang my hands on his shoulders so I wouldn't strike anyone. <laughs> yeah. I've never been to one since because how many times I was just like, God, God, I want to fucking hit. Him. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> but but he's so funny our friend Aaron dude oh my god I love him so much because he like does haunted houses and like does all that kind of stuff yeah so like he's just walking through there and he's just like walk like getting close to the fucking stuff he's like oh that's so cool look how they did this and they're like screaming in his face <laughs> dude's a fucking weirdo <laughs> in a, the best way <laughs> no that's a compliment I love him so much at least anyway. you didn't call him a Jesus freak no 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 <laughs> All right, Chrissy, do you have anything for us? Oh, yeah, I got a book. I got a book okay, to um, And this was actually uh, somebody messaged us. And, um, oh. yeah. Did you guys read that convo? No. Oh, okay. No. Um, well, you should. Uh, you keep that one. I saw you guys started talking. I was like, oh, this is a nice one. Okay, I uh, so, <laughs> I, and I... I totally had forgotten that this author even existed. Uh, Francesca Leah Block. Um, <clears throat> go read her books. Dangerous Angels is a great book. It's YA. Mm. It's fun. I never even heard of that person. That's awesome. Yeah, do yeah, it. Me neither. Okay. All right. Well, with that, uh, you can go to next week. Another DC Talk episode. And with that, I'll say peace be with you. And with your spirit. And everybody say, I like my looks. I like my personality. I'm awake. But maybe the reason.